The best healthcare is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Financially Fit Podcast. I am your host, Andre Creighton. As always, thank you for continuing to rock with me. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope that you get something fruitful from today's conversation. Uh, we have a good one today, as always. Uh, today, we're talking a little bit about student loans. As some of you may or may not know, uh, student loans are kicking back in this, this month the month of October. And uh, it's, it's it's fortunate and unfortunate, uh, probably for some people, right? Um, you know, if you're if you're like me, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed the little bit of the pause to be able to apply some of the money to other things that I wanted to do in my life and paying down other debts that uh, maybe were a little higher interest. So hopefully you took advantage of that over this last kind of two and a half to three year period during the pandemic. But as you know, uh, the legislators uh, have kind of blocked what Biden was planning to do as far as um, a one-time, you know, uh, payment, you know, 20 grand if you were a Pell Grant, per, a Pell Grant student and 10 grand um, if you make just under $125,000 and, and, and we're not a Pell Grant student. So um, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, uh, you know, I think that we're all kind of searching for how are we going to tackle this after three years of living life differently. And I think, you know, uh, really, as a we look at the economy, a lot of companies probably are searching for, you know, what is this going to do to consumer, the consumer's purchasing power? Um, I think we're going to start to see that, you know, people are going to start going to the restaurants less, eating out. Um, people are going to stop going to movies um, and doing a lot of those extracurricular things that um, they've enjoyed over the past, you know, two and a half, three years once they could get back outside after the pandemic. So, um, you know, I, I told you I usually start out with a story, um, but I think I'm just going to talk a little bit just about, you know, where I am um, and how I'm thinking about my student loans as I go forward. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, I do have an undergraduate undergraduate degree in public accounting, uh, and then I also have a master's degree in uh, business administration with a focus in finance. So um, I have gone to school twice. Um, apparently, I just I just love pain, and you know um, I do owe loans on on both of those. Uh, at both of those institutions, uh, both of, all of mine are federal. I don't have any private loans, so that's helpful because um, there's more options for individuals that are um, where the government has lent you money. Uh, when you're in the private sector with a Wells Fargo or U.S. Bank or somewhere like that, um, you know, there's a little less flexibility. So as I'm thinking about my student loans, um, you know, I 
the the education was necessary. It's helped propel me forward in my life, but you know, it it is a little bit of a burden, right? Um, I'm not able to, you know, do some of the things that, you know, my parents were able to do at my age. You know, I, I'd love to have a a little bigger house as my family's growing, but um, the house that we have is beautiful and it and it's able to uh, provide the needs or take care of the needs that we currently have. Um, you know, as I think about my student loans kicking back in, um, I'm going to be more of an on an income driven program. Uh, my goal is to have them paid off in 10 years. Uh, you know, I think that the plan that I'm on um, is, is, is my goal is to be, you know, be done with them by the time I'm uh, early 40s. And I think that as you are thinking about your student loans here over the next month, you know, or, or 20 days before, before your payment, um, you should really think about a plan of, you know, when do you want to have them paid off? Uh, you also should think about, you know, do you realistically think that um, the government will not provide any type of forgiveness um, later down the line? Do you think this is a hard line in the sand? Uh, I'll tell you that my belief is that I don't think it's a hard line in the sand. I can date back to 2020 or 2013 when I was just first starting out in public accounting. I had a friend uh, named Tristan Cohen. He was an attorney. Uh, at the CPA firm I was working at. And I remember him telling me that, uh, you know, he had gone through undergrad, he had gone through law school at one of the top law schools in the country, and he had a lot of student loan debt. And I remember him telling me that, yeah, I'm only paying the minimum on my student loans because at some point in our life, there's going to be some type of forgiveness. And, you know, you fast forward 10 years later and people are now talking about that. And it, so it was really cool to kind of see that come to fruition. I still believe that I think that there will be something that comes down the line. So let's talk about it a little bit. You know, there's over 43 million Americans, 43 million, sorry, 43 million Americans right now that have student loans and the loan debt has reached $1.8 trillion, which, you know, is a lot of money. Um, so when you think about the government and them making a decision on you know forgiving loans and how much of it they're going to forgive you know those are real dollars to the government um, as they're thinking about you know forgiving or not forgiving um, i think the other thing to talk about is you know if you are a student that's getting ready to start college or you are in college um, really understand the difference between unsubsidized and subsidized loans so if you have an unsubsidized loan that means that you know, the interest on that loan, uh, it's not financial based. So basically anyone in undergrad or, or graduate can get an unsubsidized loan um, from the government, but the interest accrues while you're in school um, and there's no stoppage of that interest. So, I mean, that's, that's very important to understand because, you know, um, there's also the subsidized loans and those are limited and they're financial based. They're based on, you know, your income and things like that. Um, but you don't accrue interest while you're in school um, and you have to be in school at least half time to to um, kind of defer that interest. Um, the other thing is, if you're in deferment, um, you you don't uh, accrue that interest as well or you're not accruing interest over the time while you're in deferment. So that's very important um, as you, you know, college students or soon to be college students are thinking about 
you know, different loans and like, what do you want to do to set yourself up for a future? One of the biggest decisions that you're going to make as a high, uh, high school senior or um, someone that's just starting college is the decisions about your loans, because those are things that you're going to have to pay back at some point. And you don't want to be in an upside down scenario where um, you chose a major that might not lend, lend you a career that's going to make uh, enough money to you know, be able to pay those loans back um, fast. So you need to be very conscious of like, how many unsubsidized loans am I taking out? How many subsidized loans am I taking out? How many private loans am I taking out, if any at all? Like I said, I don't have any private loans. Uh, I, my personal belief was I just didn't want to work with the banks in that way uh, because of the flexibility or, or lack thereof. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate where I was able to get some pretty decent scholarships as well to go to college. So if you can factor in some of the scholarships by getting good grades and things like that, and then also having the balance of unsubsidized and subsidized loans, um, you could put yourself in a pretty, pretty good position. We'll get back to our podcast in a moment, but first. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future, a plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Here comes the sun. We all know that solar power can be a big part of the solution for our energy needs. Solar power is clean, renewable, and best of all, that sunshine is cheap and plentiful. Sure, it sounds great to have solar energy added to the mix, but how are you going to do that? The answer is easier than you think. The answer is Community Solar. Community Solar lets you join a solar farm that produces energy on your behalf. Electricity is produced by your solar farm and goes out to your local power grid. That allows you as a community solar member to remain with Excel as your utility and earn solar credits, reducing your normal bill. You save big on electricity while you save the environment. And you can do your part to support clean energy without installing solar panels on your roof. That's right. There's no home visits, no equipment, new equipment, construction or maintenance. You don't even need to own your home to be a member of a solar farm. Renters can enroll and save too. Right now, if you go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta, you can get a $100 Visa gift card when you successfully enroll and are placed on a farm. Check it out. You can sign up for your membership in three minutes flat. Shaletta listeners, get going with Community Solar and get that $100 Visa gift card. Once again, your first step is to go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org Remember how excited those kids were when they got their new gaming consoles? Kind of like how excited I was when I got that new desktop computer. But now, those electronics are old, just gathering dust and taking up space. But I know I don't want it to be taking up space in a landfill. Old electronics commonly contain toxic metals like lead, mercury, and cadmium, and that can contaminate the environment. Did you know that Ramsey County now offers electronic waste disposal through a partnership with Repowered in St. Paul? 
dated electronics can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And even better, it's free for Ramsey County residents. So collect up all your unwanted phones, TVs, VCRs, keyboards, printers, and other electronics that you have stuffed in your closet, basement, or garage. They can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And don't worry, all the data will be physically destroyed or electronically wiped. To find out more about this new electronics recycling service, go to ramseycounty.us slash electronics. That's ramseycounty.us slash electronics. Remember, recycling is for everyone. At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Um, but uh, the loans are inevitable um, unless you're just a very rock star student and, and you have um, tremendous, tremendous um, favor on your side um, because there's a lot. Of, it's very competitive. Um, the other thing to talk about is um, really understand the difference between deferment and forbearance. So let's just say that now you've graduated college, um, you're into your career, maybe you're not making as much money as you want to make. Um, you know, there are options to put your loans in deferment or forbearance. Um, if you put your loans in deferment, um, like I said, most times it pauses the interest. Um, and most of the time from a deferment standpoint, that means that you're going back to school or um, or something like that. If you put it in forbearance, though, the interest will continue to accrue um, during that forbearance period. And there's usually a limit on how long you can be in forbearance. But um, those are mostly for individuals if they're going to some type of financial hardship or maybe they're going through um, some type of um medical issue that is preventing them from working so they have they can't pay on their loan so you you have options to be in forbearance unfortunately though the interest does continue to accrue um, which is unfavorable for you so um but at the end of the day uh, the most important thing is living and, and being able to enjoy life um, within within your means and being able to support your family keep a roof over your head things like that um, you know student loans kind of come after those things um, so if you have to put them in forbearance because you just simply need to live, um, it's what needs to be done. Um, the other things, the other thing uh, that I think should be talked about is um, the public service student loan forgiveness program. So if you work in a nonprofit or you're a police officer or a nurse, or um, basically if you're a first responder, uh, if you've been paying on your student loans for 10 years, um, you have 120 months of payments, um, you do have options to potentially get your have your loans forgiven. Um, so that's a really, really cool benefit if you are, you know, for uh, 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 like a first responder, um, I believe that includes teachers as well. Um, so that's, that's a really, really cool um, opportunity for those that um, are doing a lot of good work in in the in some really important spaces in our in our uh, world. So, um, the other things to think about as you are kind of juggling your student loans um, and trying to figure out how you're going to meet um, the payments, um, it's important that 
maybe you need to look at an income-driven uh, payment. So Biden did push out um, some some legislation that allows individuals to um, not pay more than five percent um, of their of their income um, on student loans. So it could def- definitely be more income-based driven from a payment standpoint, not an an annual pay, but from a payment standpoint, um, which is really cool. Um, and I think can save some people some money. As you know, though, um, the lower the payment, the the less it's going to principal and is is going to interest first. So, um, you know, I think it will take yourself a little longer to pay off those loans, but it's a really good option if you need that flexibility, if, you're, if your residual income is getting compressed. Um, Lastly, uh, I just want to touch on this and, you know, we're into the start of Q4 now. And um, I think this is the time, you know, as I told you all in previous podcasts, I try to look at my budget every month, um, most definitely every quarter. Um, And hopefully you all have gotten into a tempo of looking at yours at least monthly or quarterly or whatever tempo works for you. Um, But this is a really good time, you know, when you have big uh, expenses like student loan payments coming back into uh, fruition for you, that this is a really good time for you to start to look at that budget again, right? And see what things have changed. Has your income changed? Are there credit cards that you've paid off? Are there other loans you've paid off? Um, Did you just buy a new car and now you have another payment? Um, did you uh, just buy a new house or refinance your home and your payment has changed? This is a really good time to really take a look at some of those things um, and really uh, be able to add in, you know, your student loan payment and see how that affects your residual income. Um, does it does it uh, put you in a deficit um, where you need to start to look at cutting back on some things, maybe some subscriptions, your Netflix, your Hulus, or whatever there may be? Um, obviously, <clears throat> as I said, living is important, right? Um, you know, being able to pay for your home, being able to put food on the table, you know, and then student loans come somewhere after that, right? Well, you know, in my <clears throat> in my purview, you know, the Netflixes, the the Hulus, um, sometimes even your gym memberships or things like that, um, student loans probably should come before those things um, because you don't want any derogatory marks on your on your record um, from a credit standpoint. Um, but I think that this is a great time to really sit down and look at your budget, especially as the end of the year is approaching too. Uh, it's a good time to level set for 2024 as we approach the, the new year and really have a plan forward for uh, what, what your plan of attack is for 2024. So hopefully today was helpful. As I always say, um, it's not about how much money you make. The power is in how much money you keep. Um, Thank you for being with me today. I am your host, Andre Creighton. I'll see you later. Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. You know what my family and I are doing for MEA weekend? Child, we are going on vacation. And I mean a real vacation. We will not be crisscrossing the state or the country taking my son Andrew to tour college campuses. 
we found the right fit for him right here in the Twin Cities. It's Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. This two-year college will put him on a path to his four-year degree. With small class sizes, he'll build personal relationships. And I like the free laptops and books. At Doherty Family College, he even gets free bus fare and free breakfast and lunch. This means he won't have to take on debt to get his education. And just think, my son, a Tommy, and me, a Tommy Mommy. So for MEA Weekend, save yourself some time and travel. Do what we did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up your own tour at Doherty Family College. You're hearing about people who are coming down with a case of COVID-19, or maybe they're testing positive again. This fall, there are new variants circulating in our communities right now, so it's a good thing that there's a new shot to protect you from them. It's time to get the updated COVID-19 vaccine. Look, call your doctor's office or healthcare provider and see if you can get the new COVID vaccine there. Chances are, you can get it for free. If you can't do that, call your local pharmacy and see if you can get it there chances are you can get it for free. Or you can go to this website to find a free shot near you. The web address is easy to remember. It's vaccines.gov. Here's how it's spelled. Vaccines, that's V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S, then a period, then gov, spelled G-O-V, vaccines.gov. There's a good chance you can boost your immunity for free. So don't risk getting sick from COVID-19. Protect yourself, your family, and our community. Being a teenager today is a real roller coaster ride. Up. And sometimes down even lower. An organization called Treehouse is giving Minnesota teens the support they need to build resiliency. Treehouse is a faith-based nonprofit that offers teens a safe space to share their troubles and learn healthy coping skills with peers and caring adults. Right now, Treehouse needs more volunteers. Do you have a passion to help teens? And would you like to share your wisdom with a middle or high school student who's feeling hopeless? Then sign up to volunteer with Treehouse groups meeting in Bloomington, Brooklyn Park, Plymouth, Minnetonka, and Egan. Adult volunteers are needed as mentors, drivers, support group assistants, program assistants, and to help prepare hot meals. Lift up teens in our community and help them find hope and joy by volunteering with Treehouse. Learn more and sign up at treehousehope.org. Click on the Get Involved tab at the top of the page. That's treehousehope.org. The teens can't wait to meet you. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. 
But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business.